One of the ways we can use to support both the quality of sustaining attention in the present and also developing insight into the nature of experience is to cultivate what is called inner listening. Listening to the inner sound, the quality of hearing is turned inwards rather than listening to external sounds like my voice or the sounds in the room or the, the, <coughs> the wind in the air around us. It's a listening turned inwardly. For many people, if uh, we bring the attention to the faculty of hearing, in the background of our experience, we can discern a continuous, steady, high-pitched, ringing tone, like the kind of static that you hear from a, a speaker. An audio speaker when the when there's nothing coming through the wires, just a gentle, steady hum, a buzz, a silvery stream of sound. Some people find this easy to discern, some people more difficult, some people not at all. But if this is something that can be noticed. something that is uh, reasonably easy to, to focus upon. This can be a powerful source of support, both for the quality of concentration, steadiness of attention to the present moment, and also sustaining the quality of open awareness and helping the the mind, the heart, to see into the very nature of experience. So if one is able to discern this inner sound, this inner vibration, it's important not to try and figure out exactly what it is or what meaning it might have. Rather like the breath, it's a, it's a presence, it's a, a function of the, the psychophysical system, the body and the mind, the energy system. We don't have to have a theory about exactly what it is, where it comes from, how it works. Just to notice, here it is, like the force of gravity. Or breathing, here it is, it works this way. The felt sense of it is this. We can use this inner vibration, this inner sound, as a support for concentration, deliberately putting the attention onto that. For myself, I found that further into periods of retreat, after a few weeks, 
the flow of my breath would tend to slow down. Longer pauses between the in-breath, the out-breath. The whole system relaxing. So there'll be periods of time without the sense of the breath coming in, going out, or doing anything. I found, in particular, using the inner sound as a concentration object very helpful, easily accessible, on account of its continuity, ever-present. Unlike the inflow or the outflow of the breath, there's not so much fluctuation. Also, it doesn't respond to personal will. I can't choose to make it do anything. With the breath, intention and will can have more of an effect. You can choose to hold your breath or choose to breathe in deeply or shallow. With the inner sound, personal will doesn't have any effect other than either paying attention to it or not paying attention to it. In this way, it also supports a quality of receptivity and helps the mind, the heart, to let go of its illusion of control. Me being in charge, me the, the doer, me the, the manager, the controller. And instead it helps to support that quality of simply attending, opening the heart to the way it is, rather than me doing something to get somewhere as a receptivity rather than a quality of control. So we can use the inner sound to concentrate, set the intention to focus upon that, that inner sound and to consciously let go of attending to anything outside of that. Just as with the the feeling of the breath or the rhythm of the footsteps in walking meditation. We can use the, the inner sound as a point to concentrate on that excludes everything else. Absorb the mind into that, that sound or the, the textures of sound. One of the effects that is very common with listening to the inner sound is the more that the mind focuses on it, the greater the quality of arousal, of alertness, as a, a positive feedback loop. The more you focus on it, the brighter the mind gets, the more energy there is in the system. And the more energy there is in the system, the easier it is to focus, the more alert attentive, mindful, the mind is. So that quality of concentration is easier to support.
It's also the case that the inner sound continues. It's not just here when we're sitting still with our eyes closed, but if you develop the listening to it, then it's also a concentration object, something to focus on as you do the walking meditation, as you carry out your daily activities. It's ever-present. So that it can be used as a, a steady, reliable reference point for this present reality. To support the quality of, of insight, development of an open awareness, then we can consciously let the inner sound fall into the background, being like a, a covering for the, for the, uh, the, walls of the, the walls of the mind, if you like. A backdrop against which other experience is displayed. So that letting the inner sound be present, there in the background as you hear other sounds, the sound of my voice right now. I can listen to the inner sound even as I'm speaking to you. It's there in the background. So like a wall covering, like wallpaper or paint or hangings on the walls, the scenery at the back of a stage in a theater, it's there in the background. Not dominating perceptions, but present. As you notice a feeling in the body, the inner sound is there in the background. A memory takes shape, something from last week or your childhood. The inner sound is there in the background. You find your mind planning for the future. There's the inner sound in the background. There's a wave of emotion, excitement, fear, irritation, there, in the background, steady, ever-present, continuous, there's the, the inner sound, or nada, as it's called in Sanskrit. So in this way, it helps to keep a quality of context. We use the verbal reflections like anicca, dukkha, anatta, this kind of conceptual forms to help establish that quality of, of clear seeing, of objectivity, non-attachment. This inner listening also helps to support that same quality of, of uh, detachment, seeing the transparency, the empty nature of all experience as a memory. Behind it is the the inner sound. There's an emotion. 
mental imagery. A song replays itself in our head. There in the background is the inner sound. So it helps to keep everything in a context. Supports that seeing of the transparency, the empty nature of sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, thought, imagination, memory, emotion, intention. There's a reminding. It strengthens that quality of intuitive wisdom that supports that understanding, that perspective that everything is empty, sunya. Everything is just this way, it's thus. There's a quality of suchness, tatata. It's just like this. A sound, a feeling, a memory, a thought, a perception of me, of you, past, future, here and there. It supports that quality of mindfulness and wisdom, that skillful attitude. Skillful, most skillful quality of knowing, awareness that recognizes this is a flow of mental events. Empty, such, just this way. So it helps the heart to attune to the quality of Dhamma itself, a timeless, ever present indescribable quality of Dhamma. Uh, different religious traditions uh, speak about this inner sound in different ways. Give it different names, like Bra Brahmanada, the divine sound, or the music of the spheres in the Greek tradition. From a biological point of view, it can be the basic activity of the neurons of the ear, the waving of the little microscopic cilia, the little hairs in our inner ears. It doesn't really matter what you call it or where it comes from. We don't have to read any great symbolic significance into it. But I feel that it does have a great value in being developed as a meditation object in these various ways, as a support for concentration, as a support for insight, for open awareness, and also because it's a, it's a sense object that evokes many of the qualities of the Dhamma itself. It's a sensory event it's in the conditioned world, but its qualities of ever being ever-present, it's like the Dhamma being sanditiko, apparent here and now, akaliko, timeless, never seems to begin or end. You never hear it start or stop, at least I never have. Ehipasiko, 
encouraging investigation. The more you listen to it, the easier it is to listen to. Opanaiko, leading inward. Helping the, the mind, the attention, not to get lost in the so-called external world, but helping it to be recollected that what we call external, the temple around us, the landscape of Amravati, the buildings, the sky, the trees, these are sight, sound, smell, taste, touch, happening within this sphere of awareness. The world is an internal event. It's known here through the agency of this mind. It's what the Buddha called the world in his teaching. That whereby one is a perceiver of the world and a conceiver of the world, that is what is called the world, loka, in this dhamma and discipline. And what is it whereby one is a perceiver of the world, a conceiver of the world? The eye, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the body, the mind. So cultivating inner listening in this way helps that to be remembered. That the world is the world of our experience. That's the only world we can meaningfully describe or talk about. And that world is empty, sunya. It's thus, tata. Oh, this quality of inner listening is a skillful means. It doesn't, like any other meditation method, it doesn't have any intrinsically liberating or transformative quality. It can't have. But it is a skillful means that can be used to enable that kind of transformation, that radical change of heart, a change of attitude. It can support that can facilitate that. It can enable the heart to be more in tune with Dhamma, with its own reality. If after saying all of this, then the experience you have is, I can't hear anything, I don't know what he's talking about, this is totally mysterious. Or, I've had tinnitus for years, I've been trying to get rid of this all my life, this is a problem. This is recognizing that not all skillful means work for everybody. But if you can apply the attention to this, see if there are ways that it can be supportive, and take it and use it. If it's not something that can be discerned, it's not available, not accessible, then just use the other approaches that have been talked about. Each one of us has to experiment, explore, make decisions for ourselves based on our own experience, how it is for this individual. But try it out. See for yourself. And if it's valuable, make use of it. 